Hi, and welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and I'm really happy that you are joining me here in this space. Um, It is a warmer weekend. I am so happy that the weather has finally warmed up. And if you're anything like me, these warmer weekends, those warmer February days, they start to mean one thing, and we start to get a little bit excited. Yep, it's time for seed starting. This is typically when we would start our seeds for the year. So today I'm actually, well, I actually did start some seeds today, and I'm actually going to talk about indoor gardens and a little bit about indoor uh, indoor gardens that I started today. Typically, I am very much an outdoor grower. We start our seeds indoors and then we transplant everything outside. This year, maybe it was the later cold snap we had, but I just really turned in and I felt like spring was going to be so far away and then summer was felt so far away. And so I decided to start an indoor garden. Um, and this is quite new for me. We are not typical indoor gardeners. Um, everything goes outside. We kind of let nature do its thing. We help nature a little bit, of course, but I'm very much indoor houseplants and indoor gardening just kind of seems a little bit more intimidating because there's just that seems to have that that extra work aspect to it. We seem to have this extra the sense of that it's going to be a little bit more maintenance. So I've always thought about this and I've always wanted this, but this is the year I decided I am committing to having a kitchen garden. I love the idea of just having at least access to year-round fresh herbs or year-round fresh greens. And so I am finally committing this year. I am going to start our personal uh, kitchen garden for us so we can hopefully access fresh herbs and greens even throughout the winter. And like I said, this is new territory. Our succulents, we have succulents indoors actually. We do grow succulents inside, but they just seem to, they require a different kind of maintenance to what a um, a herb or a veg, indoor vegetable type plant would need. Um, and also why I am, we're only starting a small kitchen garden today was because A, I had that garden itch. I'm sure many of you have it too, that you just, it's warming up. I've seen lots of my gutters are just dripping water. It's just the snow is melting now. So I'm here for it. I'm here for spring, but it's not quite, we're not quite ready to get outside yet. Um, And mostly because also our main seed sowing is probably going to be delayed a little bit because I went to check on our compost heap and I remember in our compost episode, I was bragging that generally our compost never freezes. But of course, with the late extreme cold we had, my compost heap is frozen. And that's no fun. So that's our compost. So that we would we would actually use to start our seeds in and get our seed sown. So um, we have some pellets, of course, still in a cupboard. We have some of those little pellets. Um, so I soaked them this morning and got them started. But my big, our big outdoor crops, 
and our big greenhouse crops, of course, and our garden crops and our hoop crops that we would start indoors, we can't start those until our compost is frozen, is unfrozen, it's thawed. So we're waiting off a little bit. Um, so I thought today, why not get that itch, curb that itch and start that mini indoor garden. So here's what I decided to grow. I decided to start with four herbs. Um, I did basil, 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 uh, however you say it, basil, cumin, rosemary, and chives. And here's the thing I also forgot to mention. Um, I do have an outside chive garden that is perennial. Our chive garden is perennial here in zone three. So there's another perennial to add into your repertoire, but we even have our chives in pots. We have big containers for our chives and they are perennial, even in our containers. Um, and I know this year we obviously had very extreme cold. Last year we got, I feel like we get a polar vortex every January here. Um, we're in Alberta, but of course, Northern Canada, anywhere like that. We definitely get a polar vortex every January. So, um, I, we did, I thought our chives weren't going to come back. And then actually year after year, they keep coming back and that's still in a container. So they're in quite large containers, of course, but if you, they make a just nice container, if you want deck space or patio space, you can always put chives in a container and have a go at growing those. And like I said, perennials. So they pop back up year after year. Um, but I do use chives a lot. I use them a lot in cooking, um, especially when they're fresh. I actually don't like dried chives too much, but when they're fresh, we cook with them a lot. And they do look very nice when they get those little, um, they bolt and get the little flower heads on top. They actually look pretty nice. So I decided to also add chives into that mix. Now I'm hoping these are quite... I picked these herbs because basically they're the herbs we use the most and I would prefer to have on hand fresh. Some of them can be a bit finicky to grow, cumin and rosemary, basil too. We, uh, they are finicky to grow indoors. We have success with them outdoors, but every time I've tried to grow them indoors the last couple of years, they have not been a success. So I'm really committed this year to making my kitchen garden work. Um... And also we are going to start a small greens box and greens are pretty hardy. We actually had one last year on a window ledge. Greens are quite hardy and think of our wasabi arugula. That stuff tastes amazing. So wasabi arugula and we are also big Caesar fans here. So I'm growing just some iceberg lettuce greens as well. So we can throw that into the mix and how amazing would it be even in winter to have fresh lettuce greens with our dinner. So we're having a small greens box on the go as well. So now to start indoors, we use the system we use. I talked about it in a past episode more generically, but now getting into a little bit more specific today, we used our, we use the super sprouter system. So we use heat mats, lights and thermostat, the thermostat from the super sprouter system. Now, this is an advert, but I love the Super Sprouter system. And hey, guys, you want to throw me some ad money? That would be great because this is the best system and setup we've used. We always use the Super Sprouter mats. And the kitchen garden, I decided to not opt for 
the lights. The lights we save uh, when we will do our big seed starting indoors. We'll have the lights above the mats and trays. But I did use for today, I used the mat and the one of the trays. Um, and so we use the mat and the mats are awesome. They, they are just my favorite part of the whole system. They, they warm the bottom of your trays to about 10 to 20 degrees more than the surrounding air temperature. And so it just really speeds up our germination process. And we have really good germination rates using these. So we have the mats turned on and then we have the trays with the lids on just to create that little bit of a greenhouse effect. We actually crack the lids a little when we grow. Indoors, we have the lids on, but we do crack them a little bit to allow some airflow into there. Um, and then typically as well, because we would grow in a darker room or a basement, actually, when we start indoors, we also hang the super sprouter, the uh, like the lights, we hang light system as well. But we are with the kitchen garden, we chose not to do this. And I'm just putting them on a southern window uh, ledge, so a southern facing window ledge. So it's quite bright, they get a lot of sun there. I'm confident that we won't need any artificial light to get them going. And we have the X for the mats. We have the extra, extra large mats and they fit four trays on them. So they are really good at, if you have one of those mats on like a shelf, you can fit quite a lot of seeds and get a lot of seeds started on there. However, if you are starting out, I would say even go you've never played around with indoor seed starting and you want to kind of, I wouldn't go for the first time necessarily the whole get up and the whole system. Uh, like I said, my favorite part is the mats for the heat. Um, so to me, that's one of the most important things to get those good germination rates is that temperature. So for us, get the, um, get the mat, even start out small, but a mat and a tray for sewing. Those, I would say, are my basic starter items you would need. And then also keep moist. Keep them moist. We just have a spray bottle, of course, that we reuse. And of course, with seedlings, spraying, misting them is so much better than pouring water from like a watering can or a jar or a cup because otherwise you... Um, those seeds are tiny. They're tiny, they're light, and you end up shifting, shifting them around quite a lot. And I actually end up, when you pour, I find you don't get quite as much control over the waters. So I usually flood my plants quite a bit when I pour. So get a bottle for misting. And the environmental part of me, of course, is saying get a glass bottle. We have a plastic because I bought it several years ago before I was more eco-aware, I guess, than I am now. So, But reuse that bottle. Year on year. Um, so that's basically our kitchen garden that I started today. It's a very short episode. I'm today. I am looking. Uh, I'm looking for building a more um, kind of broader, complex episode series as well. Maybe something to do with history of agriculture. It'd actually be really cool to, I think, even look more into. The history of agriculture in zone three maybe look for some more local history and I'm also looking into kind of getting into more specifics even with things like fruit trees and perennials so 
I'm really excited for this indoor garden. I'm hoping it works. Uh, like I said, not good seed starters. We're competent seed starters and outdoor gardeners, but the indoor garden has always kind of been a struggle. I'm on the struggle bus there with my own little personal cottage gardens and kitchen gardens. So, um, but I guess part of that probably is by the time, if I'm honest, by the time the real growing season rolls around, you're so preoccupied with growing seeds for green witch seed that, um, for the green witch seed co that I tend to lose sight of my own little gardening projects. So hoping this year they take and we get good grow. If you have indoor gardening tips, feel free to share them. That would be wonderful. Um, or if you have a year round, maybe you already are on it, fellow Northern grower, and maybe you already grow seeds indoors and you've been doing it for a long time and you've got a good system worked out, but definitely share if you do have a little indoor year round garden. Um, please message or join us at green.witch.seed.co at Instagram. Or you can also, we have a newsletter blog. Uh, you can sign up for like a newsletter mailing list and uh, a little store at greenwitchseed.ca. And if you are... Um, or if you want to visit Etsy, we have an Etsy store. Search up the Green Witch Seed Co. on Etsy. You can also email me here at the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and I'm actually so happy. I'm thrilled to receive messages from uh, people on Instagram. And that's really wonderful. And I really appreciate um, people allowing me to have some space and some time in your life, to, even if you're just listening to me ramble on in the background it is still a really lovely feeling and I hope we can just keep generating a northern growing community and keep sharing those tips so we we too can grow successfully uh thank you have a great weekend and I wish if you were starting your seeds indoors now I wish you all the best luck in the world take care <laughs>